Welcome to New Teacher Talk. My name is Leanna Malinowski, and I am an elementary teacher at Private Nicholas Minu School in Carteret, New Jersey. Today, I'm going to talk about what new teachers should know about teaching reading. I always share with people that I have three loves of my teaching life, special education, literacy, and teacher leadership. Those who know me best would say I could talk about teaching reading for hours, and that's true. Today, my time with you is limited, so I thoughtfully considered what are the most important things you should know about teaching reading, especially if you are a pre-service teacher or just starting in your own classroom. Have you ever heard the phrase, teaching reading is rocket science? Well, the truth is, it is. I do not say this to scare you, my friends, but rather so you know that the work you're doing when you teach reading is complex. If I had to give a quick summary, it would be this. Know that our brains are not wired to learn how to read. It's not a natural task like learning to talk, which establishes over time. Reading is something that has to be taught. The brain has to be rewired to read. And for that reason, fellow educators, we are attempting rocket science. If you are intrigued by this idea, I suggest you read the article by Louisa Motes called Teaching Reading is Rocket Science what expert teachers of reading should know and be able to do, which was updated in 2020. Oh, and don't worry, the article contains friendly language for us teachers. Another thing that makes teaching your students how to read a challenge is the fact that you were not taught all you need to know in college in order to teach your students how to read. But don't worry, you are not alone. After over 15 years in the field, I'm still learning. It's impossible to feel confident teaching your students how to read just after one course, which leads to another recommendation that I have for you. The Facebook group, The Science of Reading, What I Should Have Learned in College. Here, you'll find a wealth of ideas and resources to help you fill in the gaps. Like I mentioned, teaching reading is not intuitive. You see, reading is multidimensional. There's not just reading comprehension for when you read a book, but there's many other layers to this cake. There are foundational skills like phonological and phonemic awareness, as well as phonics, that provide readers with the tools they need to break down words and understand the language. There's fluency, which acts as the bridge to comprehension. Vocabulary focuses on words in context, a key feature to understanding the text overall. Finally, the last pillar and goal of reading is comprehension or understanding what is being read. Although we are all in a hurry to get our students to the place of comprehension, like the phrase we've heard before, reading to learn, it's true that they must learn to read first, which is where all the other skills come into play. Like building a house, you can't build the second floor if the first floor and foundation were not yet built. I also want you to know that once you start doing the work, reading, researching, finding groups and organizations to belong to, you're going to discover there is a lot of tension in the world of literacy right now. Stay open-minded and do not be afraid to admit you're still learning and you're not ready to take sides. I say this with air quotes, my teacher friends, because in my opinion, the idea of having two sides or camps and you either belong to one or the other is just frankly silly and a waste of our time. The side that I am on is evidence-based best practices to teach reading. In other words, Let's do what we know works. The idea that is put out there is this. You either believe in balanced literacy or a phonics-only approach. Again, how this came to be, I do not know. But what I do know, after my years of experience, 
my certification as a reading specialist, and a lot of my own time, effort, money, and energy learning all I can is this. I don't think anyone set out with the intention to purposefully teach children to not read, but I do think in haste, the love for reading took precedence over learning to read. It's our dream as teachers that all our students will love to read. We wouldn't spend time filling our classroom libraries with books, talking with our students about their favorites, or modeling good reading habits if we didn't. Although it's sad, the truth is not every student will love reading, but almost every student can learn to read. The shift in thinking must be learn before love. Because once your students do break the code and learn to read, this is when many, if not most of them, will start to love reading. Besides, as teachers, we seamlessly integrate activities such as read-alouds, book talks, and talk in the classroom to naturally infuse a love for reading in our students. And this can help provide time then for students to learn how to read. Next, know that there are plenty of resources for you to continue your journey of lifelong learning on how to teach reading. Building community is important. Like I always say, find your people, form your pod. In fact, in my opinion, having a group of people to learn and grow with in the area of literacy is probably the most important factor to improving your ability to teach reading. One of my favorite communities is Learning Allies Educator Community. It's here that I've met many other educators, shared stories and experiences, asked questions, and learned about best practices in literacy instruction. For my pre-service educator friends who are planning to teach at the high school level, or even my brave educators who dare to teach middle school, you might be thinking, how does this apply to me? My students will know how to read by then. Or for the even more fierce warriors who are going to teach secondary courses such as math or science, you're probably thinking, what you're teaching doesn't have anything to do with reading. But it does. Knowing the breakdown of words in science, the etymology of a word and where it comes from, or the context in which it's used makes all the difference in learning these subjects. And you will start to notice in your classroom, regardless of the subject or grade level, there will be at least one student who is still struggling to read. This is where going back to those foundational skills needs to happen and why it has to happen at the elementary level. Think about it. Even in math, one simple word could mean the difference between adding and subtracting. Literacy is what impacts all subjects and areas of life. It's what determines one's future. In other words, literacy is the cornerstone of equity. Students who study all subjects from all different diverse backgrounds in all different types of families, communities, and with many different neurodiversities, need to learn how to read. And they can if they are provided with excellent instruction. Do not doubt yourself, my friends, that you can and will provide them with that instruction. Like all things, it will take time. And know that when you are doing your very best, you may not be perfect, but you learn. Let's embrace the words of Maya Angelou. When we know better, we do better and keep that spirit alive. Finally, I want to end with this thought for you. Think of yourself as your student's coach. If you were to coach them in a sport, what would you do? A basketball coach does not allow the players to select a ball of all different sizes and shapes that they've never seen before, ask them to try it out, and then check in with them for a few minutes to see how it's going to prepare for a big game. A coach models 
demonstrates, runs and breaks a sweat, shows videos, stays up late studying great strategies, makes explicit plans or plays for how to beat the other team. The coach offers guidance and support individually and to the whole group until it is time for the game. That's when the team gets to show off. You are the coach. Reading is not an implicit guessing game or spectator sport where students just try it out and see how it goes, picking up a move or two here and there, and then we hope for the best on game day. They need that strong support, modeling, and correction until they have learned the skills necessary to read on their own. Some students will need more support for a longer time, but that's the beauty of what we do. Don't be afraid of this. Not only is it okay, but the right thing to acknowledge about teaching reading. Reading is a fundamental right that all people have, and we need to be the coach that every student deserves. This begins with you, my friends, and you will do wonderful things when you teach reading. So what are you waiting for? Get out there. Let your journey to teaching reading begin. Thank you for listening. I hope you become a regular follower of this podcast channel. And remember, as a new teacher, we are here to help you. 